Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Golf Strategy School. Now, I know you're listening because you want to learn how to play better golf. But if you want to see how you compare to other golfers your age, you need to check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin. That is par, the number four, success.com slash Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And what it will do is it will actually give you a free assessment where you can see exactly how you measure up against other people your age. And you can see where you're excelling, where you need to focus your time on. And this is an assessment, honestly, that you can take once a month just to see how you're progressing throughout your golf journey. So again, check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see how you measure up against other golfers your age. What's up, everybody? My name is Marty Griffin, and you are listening to the Golf Strategy School Podcast. This is the only podcast that's designed for those kind of mid-upper handicap folks who are still trying to break 90 on a consistent basis, or maybe even 100. We are working towards you know getting you over those milestone scores and helping you play a more consistent, confident brand of golf. Today's episode is brought to you by the Golf Strategy Academy. If you want help directly from me on how to achieve those goals, go ahead and check out the Golf Strategy Academy. You can do it at golfstrategyschool.com slash, you guessed it, academy. So this episode is about really kind of rotation and not rotation in the classic way that you're thinking of, but rotation in the form of kind of opening up as we're coming through impact, making sure we're finishing the swing. So many people who are in those upper handicaps have a hard time with that over the top outside in move, cutting across the ball because they have an open club face. And a lot of times one of the the ancillary things that comes up because of this is really, really poor rotation. There's a lot of things in the golf swing that tend to be almost like a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. And rotation is one of the things that gets cannibalized by your golf swing because of it. So that's what we're talking about today, how you can rotate better. Let's get to it. Do you love to play golf? Do you wish you could be a more consistent and confident player? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Golf Strategy School podcast, where we discuss specific practice strategies used by some of the best golf instructors from around the world. Here's your host, Marty Griffin. All right, so we're looking at rotation this week. And like I said, it's not the classic rotation that you think of in terms of a backswing, where you're trying to get the club all the way back into the top of your swing. Really looking more at rotating through impact and making sure we're really opening our body up to the target on the downswing. So when it comes to poor rotation or bad rotation, what do we think might be causing this? And if you're listening closely in the intro, you probably heard it. And if you're guessing club face, you are correct. The club face is really where everything starts. It influences everything else that happens in the swing. If we have an open club face, we have a hard time rotating through the swing because what we, what our brain tries to do, not what we consciously try to do, but what our brain subconsciously tries to do 
is it tries to close that club face for us, but it does that by slowing everything else down and making us kind of flip and throw our hands at the ball. This is the kind of thing that leads to chunk shots or thin shots. If you're using like a hybrid or a fairway wood where you might, you know, bounce off of the turf. If you hit two, three inches behind the ball, you might bounce off the turf and actually just skull the ball. So it's that open club face that's influencing this result. So when we, when we look at this process as a whole, we want to look at it in tiers or kind of in steps. So the first thing we look at to check to see if our club face is open is our grip. So if our grip is a weak grip, and I don't mean strength-wise like, oh, I'm barely holding on to a golf club. No, I'm talking about if you have a weak grip as in, your hands are rotated around to the left-hand side of the club. So if if you're holding the club and you look at your thumb and your index finger, it kind of makes a V, doesn't it? So a weak grip is a grip that points towards your lead shoulder, or for us right-handed golfers, our left shoulder. A strong grip, which helps us close the club face, is a grip where those Vs are rotated the other way, and those Vs point up towards our right shoulder. So that's the first place that we look is, is that grip central? Is it neutral? Is it weak? And maybe we can just move it a little bit to that strong side to make sure that it is not a problem. Next one is the flexion of that lead wrist. The lead wrist is our, again, for our, us righties, it's our left wrist. It's more than likely the wrist that you're wearing your glove on or the hand that you're wearing your glove on. Our lead wrist, as it comes back into the backswing, when we load that wrist, when we cock our wrist, do we have a cupped wrist or do we have a flat or maybe even bowed wrist? So if we cup our wrist, which is what a lot of higher handicappers do. And it's something that honestly I, I have to work on all the time. I catch myself doing, I have to put an end to it and I'll tell you how I do it in just a second. But a cupped lead wrist is something that is going to lead to an open club face coming into impact. So again, you can tell why we don't want to do that because it's leading to that open club face, which limits the rotation. So this is all kind of around that conversation of swinging the club with the body. If the club base is open, you're going to have a really hard time swinging the club with the body. So these are some ways to set yourself up for success. So first we're looking at that grip. Next, we're looking at that wrist flexion. Now for me personally, one of the things that I did is I always, I had popsicle sticks because I was a kid and I ate popsicles, but now as an adult, well, as an adult with kids, I still have popsicle (laughs) sticks, but you can go and buy tongue depressors. They work pretty well. And you can actually put that tongue depressor in the back of your glove. And that way, if you accidentally bow, I'm sorry, not bow, but if you accidentally try to cup that wrist, that tongue depressor or that popsicle stick in there is going to prevent you from doing that. So what you should do is you should really focus on keeping a flat lead wrist or maybe even a bowed lead wrist. And that will that will let you control the club face a lot better. And because now that club face is closed, you're going to have to rotate 
to get through and make sure you're actually putting the ball towards the target. Now, another thing that I personally struggled with, and I had a couple injuries this year, this golf season, I had a lot of back problems and, and I suffered with my rotation through the ball, but I also suffered with my rotation backwards. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link to, it's an older Instagram post from the Titleist Performance Institute, and it comes from Dr. Rose. And he talks about how you can distract your joints to allow for more more rotation and more flexibility. So my big focus this offseason has been working on stretching and flexibility so I don't suffer these injuries going into next year. Uh, it's one of those things where age is just starting to catch up to me. I can't just roll out of bed and go play 36 holes in a day. I won't be able to walk for a week after that. So I've been working on my flexibility, and the way that Dr. Rose describes his joint distraction, and again, just pull up your podcast app and click on the link in the podcast app, and it'll take you to the webpage that I built for this, and I will put that video on the webpage. So what Dr. Rose says is first, you know, you, you sit in your chair, you put one foot if you're if you're looking at your backswing rotation, you'd put your your right foot over your left and keep your knees together. If you're working on your rotation through the swing, you're going to put your left foot over your right and keep your knees together. You're going to sit up nice and straight. You're going to put your hands behind your head and you're going to just rotate to the side as much as you can. And Again, if we're if we're working on our flexibility and our rotation through the swing, it's going to be left foot over right, knees together. And you rotate as far as you can, and then you know, you want to keep your knees together and just kind of make a note of about how far you could turn because we want to see how much we can increase our mobility. So then after we've done that and we've kind of noted mentally how far we can rotate. What you're going to do is you're going to do that same thing. You're going to tilt in that direction. So if I'm working on my forward rotation, I've got my left foot over my right. I know I'm repeating myself, but it's important to, to have this in the correct order. Again, just go to the video and watch it on the website. But you're going to have your left foot over your right, your knees together. You're going to be fully rotated as far as you can go. And then what we're going to do is we are going to bend in that same direction. So we're leaning forward to our left and we are going to take a, as big of a breath in our chest as possible. Most people, when they talk about breathing, they talk about diaphragmatic breathing, which is like breathing through your stomach and not through your chest. This time we want to do the opposite because if we focus on taking like a big breath in our chest, what it does is it expands our rib cage and that is the confusion. So by having that angle and taking that big breath, it expands our rib cage. We want to take as big of a breath as we can, as get our chest puffed out as far as possible, get our ourselves out to the sides as much as possible, just expand as much as you can in your chest, and then exhale. You can even do it, you know, twice if you want, and then sit yourself back up straight, and you should be able to turn a little bit more. So you turn to your new maximum rotation, do it all over again, lean a little bit to the left, then take that big, deep chest breath and then straighten yourself up and turn some more. 
And what that does is it confuses those joints in your rib cage because our, our thorax is a place where we all tend to struggle for rotation, but it's a way to kind of confuse those joints and get that. It's almost like a cheat sheet, uh, a trick shot to get yourself to rotate just a little bit more. And so the more flexibility you have for rotating forward and through the ball, the easier it's going to be to make this happen in our swing. Think about it. If, if you rotate, let's say 20 degrees forward, and then you start experiencing pain because of like muscle tightness and just lack of flexibility, your swing is going to start, your brain is going to start slowing your swing down subconsciously so you don't get hurt. This is the same concept behind overspeed training and super speed golf. Your brain will only move as fast as it knows that it can safely move. So if your brain thinks it's going to hurt your body, it is not going to allow your body to move that fast. So by practicing this flexibility, and it's something that's super easy to do. I mean, you can do this in like five minutes. You can, you can do both directions in five minutes. So by working on that flexibility and teaching your body that it's okay and pain-free to rotate more in both directions, it's going to allow your body to rotate more freely and more confidently and quicker. So quicker equals more distance during our golf swing. So I've got a great video by Eric Cagorno that talks about those first two items in our rotation checklist. And I will also put that video by Dr. Rose from the Titleist Performance Institute into our show notes for our last rotation element. So I hope you like that. I hope it's something that you actually kind of think about. These are a lot of things that you can practice without actually even being on a driving range or a golf course. Set up a camera, film yourself, do these things, practice them, and it doesn't even matter that it's still the winter and you might be under three feet of snow. You can still practice these things, and it's a great way to kind of get yourself ready for the season, kind of, you know, polish up those fundamentals before the driving ranges and the courses actually open. So like I said, this episode is brought to you by the Golf Strategy Academy. If you want help improving your game, head over to the Golf Strategy School website, golfstrategyschool.com slash academy. You can learn all about what the academy provides, and then you can actually head over to our, our website on Teachable and sign up for the academy. It's a monthly membership. You have structured practice routines from me, from all of the dozens and dozens and dozens of instructors that I have interviewed. I took all of their best lessons. I then took that, put them into practice with my listeners, and then got the feedback from the listeners and the people on my email list, which is another reason why you should be on my email list. You get to help me test this stuff. You get you know, free lessons here and there. But the people on my email list then gave me feedback as to what worked and what didn't, and this is now the polished final product. We have seen massive improvement from people. Uh, we've seen a lot of, you know, firsts, personal bests, best nine hole scores. I had a guy go from uh, struggling to break a hundred to breaking ninety in just a little bit over a month. So if you're interested in the Golf Strategy Academy and you're interested in making a commitment to making 2020 your best year of golf, head over to golfstrategyschool.com/academy. Otherwise. I will catch you all in the short grass. Cheers.
All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par4success.com slash griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of this free performance assessment that Chris and his team has put together. Again, that's parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see exactly how well you line up against all their golfers your age. And I'll just drop a link to it in the show notes.